Welcome to the Follow Your Flow podcast. This is episode number 13. Do you have a relationship with your cycle? And what does this even mean? How do we have a relationship with our cycle? In this episode, I am so excited to welcome Bianca Barben to the show, where we delve right into our personal experience on this topic. Bianca and I own a business together and we have this incredible relationship where from the very beginning, we have been all about growing and supporting ourselves, growing and supporting each other, and then growing and supporting others. This really is the purpose of our business, Living Stillness. Our relationship is such that we are very real with each other and we're very open. So we talk about all sorts of things that happen in the body and in our menstrual cycle and our periods are always a very hot topic. It's a super fun episode. We seriously can't help but have fun together, as you will see. Listening back to it, I don't think I stopped smiling the entire way through the episode. Bianca is exquisitely wise and a living example of a woman who knows who she is and does not back down from this no matter what may come her way. I know you will find her as inspiring as I do. Having a relationship with your cycle is absolutely essential for your health as you will hear us talking about in this episode, not only to understand your health and your body, but to enrich your life on every level. It is so worth it. Please remember that these episodes are not intended as medical advice. Make sure you speak to your medical professional before making any changes to your healthcare plan. Now, without further ado, let's head over to the interview with Bianca Barben. You're listening to Follow Your Flow, your podcast on all things women's health, menstruation, and fertility. Your host, fertility awareness educator, women's health practitioner, and lover of all things health and healing, brings her wealth of experience along with the real experiences of women and the expertise of health professionals. If you're looking for real and insightful conversations with real women, along with inspiring and lasting ways to improve your health, then you've come to the right place. Here's your host on Follow Your Flow, Sarah Harris. So my guest on today's show, it's a little bit of a treat to have my business partner, Bianca, on the show with me today. Bianca has been working in health for over 20 years and she loves supporting people to truly understand their body and the amazing support that it offers. I can vouch for that. She is absolutely an amazing practitioner and an amazing woman. She loves open and real conversations and is open to talking about all things body related and more. Nothing's off limits with you, Bianca, is it? (laughs) She is married and raising two teenage children and loves the learning that each stage of life brings. So welcome, Bianca, to the podcast. Thank you, Sarah. It's very gorgeous to be here. And what an introduction. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's so good to have you here. I can't believe we're um, 12 episodes in or however many by the time that we hear this. And you're only arriving just now. We need to make this more of a regular thing. 
Oh, I would love that. Thank you. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, I have uh, another business which Bianca and I work together in called Living Stillness. So we'll put some links to, to that and to all of the work, amazing work that Bianca does uh, at the end of the episode and in the show notes. So look out for that. But today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about having a relationship with your cycle. So what that means, like I know that for us, you know, we we often marvel at our cycles, you and I, Bianca, and we often chat about where we're at in our cycle and what, what day we're on and hence this episode, which is why we decided to actually record one of these conversations. So it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I know I've ne- I haven't always had the relationship I have with my cycle now. I haven't always had that. And when you do start to have a relationship with your cycle, it's really intricate, it's very beautiful, it's very intimate and pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, Sarah. Um, I love that we do have an openness in our relationship to be able to talk about the intricacies of our cycle and, you know, what actually um, brought up this conversation was I think it was about 12 days ago I rang you on a Tuesday afternoon as I was driving home from having done completed four days of teaching and just was marveling at the fact that the moment I stopped teaching my period began and just how supportive that was and just going you know when I was a teenager when I first got my period how I just hated it and how I just rejected you know the support that it could bring to the body it was just a real time of the month that was a pain and I did everything that I could do to fight it so I think part of my phone call on that day with you was just marveling at how embracing I have become at um just allowing the body to support me because I'm not fighting what it the support it wants to bring and the cycle that we're actually living in. So that's that's a pretty big, you know, revelation and statement to make is that our cycle supports us, you know. So <laughs> how how does it do that? Let's talk about that. Cause I, you know, I too have a lot to say about that, but I would love to hear from your experience because you you talk about this with clients all the time you you talk about it probably in your home you know you've got a teenage daughter so how how does our cycle support us yeah I think the first thing that I will say is um, it supports us by showing us that everything is related and that nothing is just separate so one moment builds on to the next it's not like you just have your period for five days and then you forget about it and nothing goes um nothing happens throughout the month that is actually building to the next period cycle you know it's just it's um a bit it, it just teaches us that everything is connected And so if we go back to um, the example that I was giving before when I was, I called you. So if we looked at my week before, I just completed seven days of work in a row and the next day I was going to work and I'd I'd done four days of teaching and it had been massive. And when I, I remember when I stopped um, teaching, all the students had left for the day, feeling how big it had been in my body. 
And my period actually technically wasn't due until the next day or the day after. And then going off to the bathroom and, you know, having my period come and just the the letdown that was occurring in my body because of that. It was like, you know, for seven days I'd had a real buildup of, you know, activity and then the body was like, great, now we're just going to give you a period where you are being asked to really come within and connect to yourself before you go into your day tomorrow, which is more activity. And I was just marvelling and I felt the beautiful support of that and I was just, I was like, the body is just extraordinary. I was, I was just in awe, yeah. So, Amazing. Yeah, it's like when, when we're actually, you know, uh, embracing those embracing the cycle like embracing it so that it's actually working we're we're flowing with it basically rather than fighting against it as you said then uh, yeah we can we it does actually support us so there are different phases in the cycle it's like I talk about it and like an in-breath and an out-breath you know that's constantly happening but what we try and do as women and what we're I guess we're taught to do is just to override any in-breath and out-breath you know any ebb and flow to make it the same all the time (laughs) that we have to kind of push through and that we have to be um, on and you know I guess consistent may not be the right word because we do want consistency in our lives but we don't want to make things the same because we're not, it's not the same every phase of the cycle. Every day is different. The hormones are doing different things and that's affecting our body. That's affecting our brain. That's affecting, you know, how we perceive things. Like it's actually, there's so much, so many changes that go on in our, in a month that we can, if we want to, we can actually embrace that rather than fighting against it and feel like we're struggling and therefore then when our actual period arrives, the actual bleeding time, you know, we can, um, you know, feel like it's the worst thing in the world or, you know, that we have to just get through this or that it's an inconvenience or all of those things. Yeah, totally. And I love that you've used the word consistency because what I can feel is I totally relate in terms of the difference in how you feel throughout your month and that is part of the cycle but it's a consistency in the quality that we can bring to the cycle. So one of the things that I've talked to my daughter about and and also to my son who's uh, 14 so my daughter is 16 turning 17 and I live with my husband is just the difference of how you will feel throughout your month and and seeing it how seeing it as a cycle rather than a lineal projection where you start the month and it ends and i think uh well i feel being a woman really really gives you the confirmation of the cycle because it's really you're returning to a point that you started from so even if we use i know that um a, a lot of people are in tune with their their period cycle but it, it's such a great marker of that that cyclical nature you know I I bleed and then it, it's not that I go forward I return to that bleeding again and so what I've been talking to the family about is 
just connecting and and seeing how you feel at different parts of the month and for the men like we we also talk about you know the cycle of the moon and you know um how do you feel at the full moon rather than when it's the new moon and just and just really really bringing that um perspective of cyclical living is very natural and and that helps us build and um a quality that supports us so you know for example the kids will come home and they'll have a really stressful day at school okay how how do you now support yourself to come back to the body so then that is complete and you can you can support yourself so your body can be right there for you and i trust this is making sense but yeah it's it's just that building factor and we're not going to be perfect at it but if we commit to making that part of our lives no matter how big or small the body will respond and it responds so beautifully in turn and it's almost like it responds more than the effort that we can give you know um for example if i can just share some other things that i've really noticed about um my period because Sometimes, you know, Sarah, you and I, we we work a lot and we don't always have days off. But what I've noticed is if my period comes on a day where I've got to work, um, it will be really heavy in the morning. And then when I'm at work, it's much lighter. So it's almost like when I'm at work, I don't have my period and it's not it's not stopping me from being in the activity that I'm required to bring on that day. And that is only possible because of the way that we live in that cycle and that building of honouring the body. And so then the body goes, here, I know you've got a massive day today. This is how I'm going to support you. It's just marvellous. It is. It's amazing. It is. It's really amazing. And talking about cycles and cyclical living we're doing it anyway. We're doing it all the time. We, we can't get out of that way of living. It's just a matter of whether we choose to be actually conscious and aware and move with it. Because, you know, if we just talk about like the, the day and the night and the circadian rhythm that is governed by our pineal gland. You know, we have we have that relationship going on where we get tired in the nighttime with the release of melatonin and then we wake up in the morning with the release of cortisol. This is something that, you know, everyone can relate to. But we, when we talk about the cycles, the grander cycles that we're a part of, we can't escape the fact of knowing that that happens in accordance to the rising and setting of the sun. Yeah, so that's actually what supports the release of the melatonin and the the cortisol and the the pineal gland doing doing its job. So that that's actually something that we can all relate to. And then the pineal gland governs all the cycles in our bodies in our body. So you know it's it's really our environment and what where surrounds us, and then the way that we choose to be in that environment is affecting no question it's affecting the way that we then live within our cycle and that we are you know our menstrual cycle is actually 
us are moving through that ebb and flow just like we do in the day and night. It's doing the same thing. We're returning back to that point. So having a relationship with that is just so, it's vital, you know, it's essential for our health to understand our health. And I love the way that you talked about the lineal thing because that's that's the way that I always saw it. You know, I, I get my period, I have my period, and then I have nothing, and then I get my period again. You know, it's just like it starts, it stops, it starts, it stops. And, you know, it's not it's not imparted to us that that, needs, that that is a cycle. And so, therefore, it's almost like if we knew that that was a cycle, which it is, and if we knew that we, the quality of how we lived in that cycle determined the way we experienced that cycle, then that asks for another level of responsibility that <laughs> potentially we would like to pretend wasn't there. Um, you know, we, we actually have a part to play in all of the things that we experience in our bodies. So well said. That was just magnificent, Sarah. And I love when you talk like that because for me it, it ignites something. It's when you express like that, it's true education coming back and claiming what we can learn from the period cycle. You know, it's just absolutely exquisite. I also wanted to pick up on the last part that you were talking about and just confirm you by saying when we're taught, like, you know, when we're, we're just coming into our teen years and we might have a discussion at school in sex ed about um, getting your period or you have that discussion with your mum, you know, or another female in your life, we're taught that lineal projection. You do just get your period and then it stops and then you've got the rest of the month to do whatever you want. And it's such a, um, a supporter of disregard. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter how you live. And, you know, that, that is the thing about the cycle. It does ask you to understand that every moment matters. And when I say that, I don't mean as an attainment of perfection because we are never, ever going to be perfect. But it's more just if you can self-care throughout your month and be, um, fairly committed to that and be open to feeling what you're feeling and recognizing the messages that your body is giving you and being responsive to those, you know, as much as you can. Like I said, you're not going to be perfect. The body will will show you. It will say, look, I'm going to speak to you when you have your period and there'll be less pain because you've been more honoring of me. You know, there'll be less heaviness I will, I will time the menstrual cycle so it's perfect and it fits in with your day and the activities of your week. And that, that is the support that's on offer for us. And I wonder if part of the reason why we resist that is the support is so beautiful that somehow we think that we don't deserve that or we can't have that, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, so I guess, you know, we're actually trained to think that there is something inherently wrong with us and that we're constantly needing to fix something. And this setup, you know, of this relationship is, is already 
I guess setting us up to feel like we're we're failing or feel like we've got it wrong. Um, to actually embrace what you've just said that that you know it is actually a very the, the support that we have is so beautiful beyond what we can actually imagine. You know, even even when we have a period where we don't like what we feel, you know, where we have pain or we have that premenstrual tension. There's, there's so much in that, you know, that, that we have to, from the body that is communicating to us something. And there's so much in that for us to go, okay, so what is actually going on? I'm, I'm actually being really pulled to a stop here. Um, so, you know, let me stop and listen to what might be happening or how was I during the month that may have, you know, contributed to this, not to give ourselves a hard time or to, to berate ourselves, but to, to just have that communication, have that interaction with our body where we're, where we're really listening. We're really going, okay, there's something happening here. You're communicating something. What can I learn? How can I adjust? How can I, you know, deepen that relationship? To have that level of openness to just listen. And I love what you said. And to just learn, like the body is presenting something for a reason. And I just wanted to go back to, because what you just delivered then was just exquisite. And there was so much in what you said. I wanted to go back to this idea that there's something inherently wrong with us as a woman. And, you know, a lot of the myths and misconceptions around period is around indoctrinating that, that, you know, there's a level of dirtiness because you bleed. And I know that's very basic and you've done a lot of work exposing that. So we won't go there just now, but that idea that there's something wrong with us, it actually puts women and young girls and teenagers into this spin of always having to prove and drive and achieve something And that in itself sets us up to not listen to the body and to not be connected because we're always on the outer, we're always outside of ourselves rather than connecting to the beautiful messages that we're receiving throughout the month. You know, hey, Bianca or hey, Sarah, what about an early night tonight? You know, um, what about having this for food? Uh, a hill walk isn't needed today, but a gentle walk around the oval would be more supportive. Like the body is constantly communicating, but that drive that we go into to prove that we're enough, it means that we can't hear the messages. We block them out. And I think that's a huge thing that's happening for women in terms of not being able to access the support that the body brings. Absolutely. It's like we don't leave any space. There's no space. And particularly now with, you know, social media, everything accessible, you know, at the touch of a button, everything is at our fingertips. We can we can get, you know, as teenagers and as adults, we can get lost in a world that is outside of our bodies, completely outside of our bodies. So we miss the communication. We ignore the communication. It's like getting these constant text messages, um, the most important text messages that you'll ever receive, and you're just sort of letting them pile up in your inbox. <laughs> Which 
which is I wonder if that contributes to you know the tiredness and the exhaustion that we feel because we're not recognizing you know something that's clearly there that is very wise and there to support and we're just going no I don't want to know and just you know pile up and I'll deal with you at some point and normally we get a big stop (laughs) so that's it that's important what you're saying there so basically you're saying there that exhaustion which I think we can all relate to can be addressed by or could be caused by simply not being and having a relationship with our body ignoring ignoring our body totally it in my own experience so I'll just speak for myself that has meant that there's been a level of disregard that means that I dismiss what the body needs it dismisses a way of living that will support my body to regenerate and do its job to its maximum capacity like the body is here to support us if we get ourselves out of the way it can heal a bad day that you've had. It can heal tension, nervous tension that you're feeling. But the thing is, we don't allow that because of the way that we live and just this, this idea that we can go to sleep at night and the day is ended and then I wake up the next morning and it's a clean slate. So it's that anti-cyclic um, living that supports us to be in disregard and just make decisions that are totally dishonouring of the body. Amazing. It actually, it takes us a lot of energy to actually do that. So it's what you're saying is that it's actually, and what we're talking about is that it's actually natural for us to be in that flow of the cycle, in that rhythm of our body. That's actually natural for us. So when we, when we go against that, when we ignore what our body's saying, we actually have to use effort to ignore what the body's saying. That's actually, even though it might seem automatic, we actually have to use effort because it's not natural for us to do that. So hence why we then feel um, this compounding effect of um, ignoring, we feel exhausted. You know, it's, that's, when you look at it, it just makes so much sense. And or, or we have this compounding effect of feeling physical symptoms that we don't want to be feeling. And then what we tend to do is we look for a fix. We look for something to take to relieve. We look for something to um, take the edge off so that we can keep functioning rather than coming back and going, well, hang on a minute. What have I not been listening to? And what have I been overriding that may then support me um, in a much more sustainable way than just looking for a fix that ends up compounding even more and you end up with conditions that, that you know, later down the track that you could have avoided um, but at the same time there's, there's still learning to be had at every stage. But, yeah, so it's it's a very interesting outplay of what happens that we don't pay um, attention to enough attention to yeah I agree that's awesome I love everything that you've expressed there and oh sorry you go I was just going to say what about you know having a relationship with our bodies right 
it starts right back at how we even refer to parts of our body. Yeah, so parts of our body that, I mean, there's so many different terminology for the word period. There's so many different terminologies in the way that we describe a woman who has her period or she's hormonal. And then there's so many different words to describe or to, to, for, for actual body parts that we don't actually even say what a specific body part is. For example, you know, we've got a vagina and we have a vulva, but do it, it, some women don't even know the difference between a vagina and a vulva. And I think that that's, it comes right back to even the simple, basic understanding that we have of our bodies that then can determine the quality of the relationship that we have with it. So well said, Sarah. I mean, there's some women that can't even say the word vagina or vulva. You know, it has that area of their body has a pet name or, you know, a cutesy sort of name and so I wonder if that's part of, you know, a system that makes us dismiss our, ourselves as a woman and the parts that make us a woman, the, you know, physical parts that are precious and sacred and always calling us back to feel inside us there's something more and there's a beautiful quality that comes with being a woman that cannot be dismissed. Yes, we can live in a way that disregards it and pretends it's not there, but it, you can't kill it off, like it's not going anywhere. And so I feel like what you're bringing with, you know, the way that we describe things and the attitudes that we have towards our body and our cycle, it's very important because it's like that's, a, that's an attitude that we keep piling on ourselves that says, there's kind of something wrong with being a woman or there's something wrong with, you know, being in a flow and having a cycle. And it, yeah, there's, it just, it just sets up that, that rejection of who you are and who, what the physical body brings. And then therefore, no wonder we live in a way where we don't want to listen to the messages of the body, that we're just up in our heads and very you know outwardly focused amazing yeah and another thing as you were talking that I felt was that we we also have these ideas about you know what menstruation is what um what it's about you know and what the, our body is about and you know we kind of get this message from very early on that it's about having babies um, or that it's to be used for sexual pleasure. Like we don't really get taught that that, that the, our menstrual cycle and that our fertility is for us, you know, that it's actually a part of our body. It's part of what makes us a woman. It's part of um, what supports us, you know, coming back to that ebb and the flow. It develops, supports us to develop a relationship with ourselves so, yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, all the messages that we get from such a young age about what it is to be a woman and what our body is for, what it's used for. Totally. And you're exposing that it's, there's such a limited view. Like it's, we're so reduced. You have this cycle so you can one day have babies. That's the only purpose of it. Like, 
really? Like the body isn't stop-start. It's not separate. Like it, it doesn't live like that. But we're we're educated in a way that means that we can't connect to the magic and the beauty and just the wholeness that is there. So yeah, this is this is huge, this conversation. Yeah. Um another another thing that I wanted to um talk about just when you were speaking and you were giving the examples of how you know we're we're taught in a certain way that kind of sets us up to have a lot of rules and you know a lot of ideas around how it should be now I remember you know growing up obviously I I well I had a mum but I also had a sister and and knowing that often women cycle at the same time together and so when my daughter started menstruating um Initially, we did cycle at the same time and, you know, that was really beautiful and I thought, oh, great, we're, we're in line with the science and what the science says, like we're spot on. <laughs> and then what happened, it was kind of like as she began to be more of her own person and more step more into her own womanliness and really embrace that, we cycled at different times. And if I had been in the rule-based understanding of, oh, that's the only way it can be, I would have missed out on the opportunity of seeing that she was stepping into more of her own womanliness and her cycle was exactly what it needed to be to support her and my cycle was exactly what it needed to support me. And it was just the most exquisite learning that the body is teaching us and it doesn't always come from the textbooks. Beautiful. And then then you also have your son and your husband in your home as well. And how is that? Because I know that, you know, if we're talking about having a relationship with our cycle and that it is for us, it is supporting us, we're actually bringing, with, with that connection to each phase of the cycle, we're actually bringing qualities outwards as well. So we're bringing those qualities to other people. So how is that for you at home? How is that for your husband and for your son? It's, um, it gives them an opportunity to really um, surrender to what is being offered you know, so at certain times of the month, like I was saying before, I'll be more inward focused and that asks them to be more considered about their own movements and more inward focused themselves and more, you know, looking into how are they feeling and more expressive about what's going on in their lives. And, you know, the majority of the time they have embraced that again I'm so not about perfection because life gets so intense and so busy but as a general they have they have gone with that and so they know that you know um, with my daughter or I there's times where they just need to be a little bit more honoring and less abrupt and that allows them to actually naturally express their tenderness and they're just sensitivity and that's totally honoring of them too it's it's just beautiful how when you can see you're all together and you're not living separate lives like you know it's it's like this little um 
pod of of people that come together and their interactions affect one another like it's like you live in this little soup so yeah you it, it actually teaches us to be more honoring and more responsive to what we're feeling and what is being presented so i mean i can't speak for them but from what i've observed they seem to be going with it and they don't have any issues with knowing that, you know, um, my daughter or I are menstruating, you know, they don't have any, there's never any comments like, oh, you're just on your period, so you're grumpy, you know, or you're, you know, you're um, more reactive. There's none of that. And I think as women, we also have a responsibility to teach the boys and men in our lives that those types of attitudes have no no place you know because they're very diminishing I love that you know that's so beautiful you've just you know basically what you're what you're living you know in your home is turning all of that on its head because that is the way that it is generally spoken about and the way that men will speak about it but also women, you know, they'll also speak about it. Oh, I'm just hormonal. And we we kind of use use that as an excuse, I guess, for, um, you know, how we're feeling or certain behaviours. But we, again, forget that we created the environment that our hormones are actually working in. So, um, you know, it's just a, a way to, you know, pass things off of, of just like, well, this is just, you know, how I am because this is what it is to be a woman or that's, you know, you're just like that because, you know, you're a woman and you've got your period. You know, it's it's so beautiful what you're sharing because it doesn't have to be like that. And and I also guess what you're sharing is that, that women need to lead the way on that and we have to have that relationship with our cycle so that it can be seen and it can be felt and it can be uh, experienced in a completely different way, you know, that he's actually honouring, you know, how, how do we expect men to honour us and honour our cycles and honour the fact that we have periods if we don't do that and if we don't have a relationship with ourselves? Absolutely. Absolutely. So well expressed. And that that's the thing, like we talked before about consistency. So when you are living in a way where you're committed to caring for yourself consistently throughout your month and building on that quality, it means that in my monthly cycle, I, I am maintaining a foundational quality that my husband and my son and my daughter can rely on, regardless of the fact that it might be that I'm, you know, um, premenstrual and asking to, um, my body's asking me to become a bit more inward. I'm still, I'm still maintaining a quality that they can rely on, but that can only be there because of that honouring way that I'm choosing to live, again, without per- perfection. But that is, that is the love of my life, like being in a flow and, and really, really being aware of that everything matters. And if I'm out, I need to address that immediately, not leave it till days later because as women we do we we hold so much and we we are given the opportunity to be responsible and beholden of others 
And with that, it's it's beautiful, but we do actually need to take the steps so we can be in that in a true way. I'm, st- I'm still back on when you said that um, it's the love of your life. I, lo- <laughs> I love that. That's so beautiful because we do need to actually be the loves of our life. <laughs> yeah. You know, imagine if we live like that and that we're, our, our relationship with our body was the love of our life. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> you know, I, this is really funny, but I think, you know, back in the 90s when everyone was watching Sex in the City and I'm revealing how old I am right now, but there was, I think there was one episode where, you know, maybe it was Sarah Jessica Parker said something like, you know, you, you're with your body all of the time or something. Like it was just, and I remember from that moment going, oh, my God, you so are. It's the only consistent relationship that you truly have. Your body, you can't leave it behind. Sure, you can escape into your head. But this unit, if, if I am looking after it, if I am in the flow and the responsiveness of what it needs, gosh, it's just going to be your bestest friend. Yeah. I think you're you are the uh, um, how can I say this? Um, I think I think we'll go with your example of um, being the love of your life and and the example of that over Sex in the City, Bianca. <laughs> I think I think you're the the living example of what she may have been trying to say, if I well, can say it like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I definitely, I think I just gave that as a. It was just a, a sentence that obviously resonated with a truth that already was inside me. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Exactly. And hence, what's occurred. Not seen sex in the city. But <laughs> I'm going to get off that topic now. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. You're a, you are a, a beautiful example of a woman who lives connected to her body, connected to herself, honors herself, expresses what she feels, and there's no trying in that. Like you know, you do it in such a beautiful way and a fun way. You know, you're you're a little bit cheeky. For those of you who don't know Bianca, she's a bit cheeky. <laughs> you have to life. There's too much pressure in life. There's too many rules. It's too confining. Like we have to keep it light and just, you know, there's such a a truth about being connected to our body that allows us to see the simplicity of life and not take things so seriously. So that brings me great joy too. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. I love it. I love it so much. You are amazing. Is, is there anything else that, that you want to share on this topic, having a relationship with your cycle, before we, before we wrap it up? Well, firstly, I'd like to say right back at you. You're truly amazing, Sarah, and I love that you have, are offering the world a platform that is truly supporting women to embrace their bodies and their cycle and just be in the flow of what the body can support us with and how it's just, I guess what I would say is what I've learned from being connected to the body is that it's more than just physicality that we're connecting to. 
there's an inner beingness, there's an inner essence that's just waiting to blossom and just bust out of the physicality and give full expression and just make you feel so um, content with life that you do want to get to know yourself more and, and surrendering to wanting to know and being open to knowing and being that forever student has brought me more joy than anything that I've ever done in my life. And, you know, and it's sustainable joy. It's lasting joy. It's a, it's a getting up in the morning and wanting to be part of the day and wanting to be learn, wanting to learn and wanting to, you know, to deepen an awareness about why do I do that? Like, you know, and and is that truly supporting me? And how does it feel if I respond differently rather than react? And just life is giving us so many opportunities to just embrace our inner knowing and make choices and movements that will support us to feel more settled and more confident and more, you know, in charge of our lives, more, more, more the more the leading light of our lives rather than being compressed and being held ransom to by the outer and the ideals and beliefs and the conditions around who we need to be and particularly who we need to be as women because women are just truly exquisite and the inequality and the beauty that we can bring to the world is just extraordinary and that just supports our men and our young young boys to step into the beauty and the extraordinariness that they innately have. Amazing. So I just love two of the messages succinctly. I'll put it succinctly for everyone. To summarise, you, you saying that, we need to be the students of our own body. We are students of our own body. And that that having a relationship with ourselves is that we are students. We're learning constantly. And being the love of your life. <laughs> it's it is, it is. And we're so bombarded with so many, like you say, so many ideals, so many beliefs around what it is to be a woman and a man of course but what it is to be a woman it's just you know the there's there's so much that is uh imposed upon us so having that having that relationship with your body being a student of it and then developing a relationship so that you actually become the love of your life is the most amazing foundation to have, the most amazing and wise uh, words of wisdom that I think every every young woman, every woman should hear. So hopefully every woman on the planet hears this episode. (laughs) 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 Amazing. And like I said at the beginning, I will put down contact details and where you can find more from Bianca in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. And thank you very much, Bianca, for coming on the show. And I hope that there are many more to come. Thank you, Sarah. It's been an absolute joy to be with you. And thank you for all that you bring to women and beyond. It's totally amazing. 
Thank you, Bianca. Likewise. If having a relationship with your cycle is something you would like to explore, you can check out the Follow Your Flow website for lots of resources to support with this. I have a free ebook on an introductory guide to fertility awareness, heaps of blog posts on this topic, and I also offer the Stillness and Cycles program that has grown to be hugely popular because of the incredible support, the incredible practical support that it offers women. So head over to the website to put your name down on the wait list for the next program. I also offer one-on-one sessions, the details of which I will add to the show notes. And this is also on my website, on the Follow Your Flow website, on the Work With Sarah tab. You're listening to Follow Your Flow podcast with Sarah Harris. Subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter and get in touch. All details on www.followyourflow.com.au slash podcast.